Well, hello, and welcome to Remember God Loves You, and I'll meet you at the finish line. Well, I hope you guys are having a blessed day, because I know I am, because today is a day that the Lord hath made, and we shall rejoice and praise and be glad in it. And God is good all the time, and all the time, God is good. Well, I would like to apologize uh, yesterday, because I was a little bit off. I was actually under the weather. So I really don't know what happened to me yesterday. But now it seems like I am in a lot better mood. Uh, I'm feeling a lot healthier than I did yesterday. And I'm more awake and more uh, focused. But I do know that God is still sovereign at the end at the end of the day. And we're still his children. And I'm so excited about that. So here's my question for you guys. We're going to be starting a devotional. And it's going to be interesting because... We're going to be, again, focused and honed in on finding peace. It is a 10-day uh, study, but we're going to probably put about a couple weeks. So probably, aka, more like 20 or maybe a whole month. Because I want to really focus on the peace that God has for you. And the peace that God has for me as well. Because God is a merciful Father. And I know that I, brush, I, know I brushed over peace quite a bit. But I'm going to really dive into it because it's something that I long for in my life. It's something that I, I can't wait for. So with this in mind, we're going to be looking all in Second Thessalonians chapter 3. That's all we're going to be. It's about uh, 18 verses. But we're going to focus in on Second Thessalonians chapter 3. And with this in mind, we're going to start off with a word of prayer. Dearly Father, we thank you, Lord, for bringing us together. We thank you that we can just come here in reverence of you, Lord. We're so blessed to be called your children, Lord. Lord, I just pray that you can give us peace of mind and a peace of heart. Lord, because you are a merciful Father. Lord, we sometimes overlook on the plans that you have set before us. We sometimes overlook on that and we take advantage of that. And sometimes we long for peace and we wonder where it is. But we know that there is peace in our hearts and peace in our mind because you, you provided for us, Lord. I pray that we find out the foundational peace. Excuse me about that. Uh, peace. Foundation. That's not the word I was looking for. Sorry about that, Lord. Uh, because you are a good, good, good father. May you, Lord, provide us peace and comfort. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. And amen. And I would like to apologize. I don't know what happened. I can't get that word. Found, yeah, foundation. The foundational peace. That's the word I was looking for. Well, how about that? Well, this normally doesn't happen with me, but uh, we're on air. So it's interesting because verse 1 of Second Second Thessalonians chapter 3 reads this. As for the matters, brothers and sisters, pray for us that the message of the Lord may spread rapidly and be honored just as it was with you. And pray that we may be delivered from the wicked and evil people, for not everyone has faith. But the Lord is faithful, and he will strengthen you and protect you from the evil one. We have confidence in the Lord that you are doing well, or you are doing and will continue to do the things we command. 
May the Lord direct your hearts into God's love and Christ's perseverance. And it's interesting because warning against idleness. Now, I have a question. What do you do during your idle time? Realistically, when I, when I, I need to do a better job on this because when I have idle time, I don't like go on my phone and go play some city or play Candy Crush Saga and, and I normally just do some idling. But now as I look at it, that's taking time away that could be ministering to people. That's taking time away from being out with, uh, outgoing with other people. That's taking time away from that. And because it's entrapping me to worshiping and using my phone as an idol. Now, I'm sure there's other instances, like for instance, if you game or if you work on your cars, your cars can become an idol, your phones, your computers, your TV, maybe, or even your money can become your idol. Those are all bad in the sense, in the eyes of the Lord. Because there's a good, healthy... Now, I'm not saying get throw out your phone because we all need a phone. I hate to say it because this generation and this, just the world in the day, it's pretty hard to get around if you don't have a phone. And so I really like about what 2 Thessalonians chapter 3 and what Paul is stating, which is warning against idols. In verse 6, he states, In the name of the Lord Jesus Christ... We command you, brothers and sisters, to keep away from every believer who is idle and disruptive and who does not live according to the teaching you received from us. From you yourselves, know how you ought to follow our example. We were not idle when we were with you, nor did we eat anyone's food without paying for it. On the contrary, we worked night and day, laboring and toiling, so that we do not so we so that we do not be a burden to any of you. Amen. And amen. And I find it and I find it to be interesting because in the sense of idleness, if we're idling, we are really hindering the the walk with God. If we're idling, we are hindering and we're being very complacent in our walk with Jesus. You know, it's also it's also interesting that when we continue to idle, we are turning a blind eye uh, on Jesus. And what idling to me as a Christian means is that saying, well, I'm happy where I'm at. You know, like, for instance, you're happy where you are. So what you do is you turn off your car and you put a new tr- you just sit your car and you run your car because you're like, OK, I'm up on this hill. Everything's all good. I'm now just idling my car. Am I wasting gas? Am I wasting the resources that God has given me? Yes, but I'm happy and content. And then next thing you know, you a storm comes about and you're like, oh boy, I got to put my car back and drive. And then you get about four or five miles and then you run out of gas. See, well, unless you, I wouldn't idle in New York because then you might get slapped with a $370 fine. And then, yeah, then that's bad. But the overall gist of it, is as brothers and sisters in Christ, we cannot idle because idling for us means that we're we are missing the world and we're trying to be half in and half out. Like, okay, I'm happy where I'm at. I'm happy in the middle, but when things go bad, I'm going to go to God. 
But when things are good, I'm going to have, well, I know who Christ is, so I'm going to probably have one foot in and then the other foot out in the world so I can experience the world atmosphere. That is so bad. And that's what I love about Paul because Paul is stating, stay far away from people who idle. There, it, it is nothing good when people idle. I state this. I also emphasize this. The moment we idle is the moment we get in trouble. That is something we should be conscientious about. And then we should stay far away from like a plague. And so it's interesting because verse 9, we did this not because we do not have the right to such help, but in order to offer ourselves as a model for you to imitate. For even when we were with you, we gave you this rule. And the rule was, the one who is unwilling to work shall not eat. I'm going to reread that again. I absolutely love this rule that Paul gives, gives out to the Thessalonians church. And I think it correlates with today's message today too. The one who is unwilling to work shall not eat. How did, imagine if we had that rule. Imagine that. How many people would be, our unemployment would be down like near zero. We would be up, we would be like skyrocketing on everything. And I can tell you though, if we had, if somebody like doesn't work, they shouldn't eat. Now there's different circumstances. You know, for instance, I understand that if you have uh, health and ailments and you understand, but that's a different exemption. But when we have healthy people, that are perfectly capable of working, then what's wrong with them going out and laboring? There's nothing wrong of coming home, being exhausted and tired because you sleep well. And you know that the fruits that you gather, the money that you gather is for the Lord and that he blesses you. Verse 11, we hear that some among you are idle and disruptive. They are not busy but they are busybodies. Such people we command and urge in the Lord Jesus Christ to settle down and earn the food they eat. Verse 14, take special note of anyone who does not obey our instructions in, the, in this letter. Do not associate with them in order, uh, in order that they may feel ashamed. Yet do not <clears throat> Yet do not regard them as an enemy, but warn them as you would a fellow brother. So we're supposed to hold each other accountable. We're supposed to be looking out for each other. And if you see your brother idling, if you see your brother starting to be on Facebook, or your brother or sister on Facebook in Christ, and you start seeing a change in them where they start looking at Facebook or they start posting Twitter, or they do keep something busy besides focusing on Christ or besides working, I urge you to correct their behavior, but do it in a brotherly way or a lovely, in a loving way. I'd rather have somebody correct me in a loving way than somebody coming up to me and saying, don't do that, don't do this, because you're never going to learn. Instead, you're going to be more rebellious. And verse 18, or verse 16 through 18, Paul just concludes this letter by stating this. Now may the Lord... Of peace himself give you peace at all times in every way. <clears throat> the Lord be with all of you. I, Paul, write this greeting in my own hand. 
<coughs> which is the distinguishing <coughs> mark in all my letters. This is how I write. The grace of the Lord Jesus Christ be with you all. Amen. And amen. So you're wondering why you've read Second Thessalonians chapter 3 and you talked quite a bit. But how does this relate to the foundation of peace or for all peace? How, you know, how does that relate to it? Well, prior to speaking <clears throat> um, at an event that I was able to spoke at, a member and I, and I were enjoying a meal, um, I think, in town. While the young waitress attended our table, the meal, I asked her, if you could ask God for anything in your life, what would you ask him to do for you? That's something that I actually I've asked before. What would God do? And it's interesting because normally people would uh, hesitate or they would state something. But this gal stated different. She answered, I like, I'd ask for peace. That's a very, that's a very broad answer, but it's a very good answer. Doesn't. And it's interesting because when she stated that, I got teary-eyed and I got emotional. <clears throat> and so as she shared her story, I learned no one in her family believed in God, and neither did she. And it's interesting because I've encountered people that travel all the time. When, you know, when I used to travel and fly a lot, I would ask people, and I would hear stories, and, and I would just get memorize and I just cry and like man God is I ended up praying with them and she'd not continuously rejected him all she knew was a, a deep re restlessness inside but she has no understanding about how to resolve the inner turmoil or even what lay at the root of it like many people she was living day to day not having much purpose or meaning in life. And I'm sure you've encountered people in in your walk or in your life where they go out and about and there's really nothing nothing to them. You know, they go to work and you ask them how it is and they're like, well, it's good. And I guess we're here. Compared to a person that is full of Christ and you ask them how work is and they're like, it's going great. I'm excited. And they're all enthusiastic because <clears throat> they, they have uh, Jesus in their life. And it's interesting because the young woman that, or the young woman actually I did encounter on the plane, represents so much in our society. Not so much, represents a big proportion of our generation even. Going through the emotions, striving to make ends meet, seeking a way where there seems to be no way, and trying to make sense of it all. Too often, there seems to be no adequate answers to our human dilemma, especially to the questions of why we feel so empty, void, and lacking peace. Furthermore, there appears to be no satisfactory reason for us to keep putting our best efforts and and still suffering with life's adversaries. The young waitress serving us explained the issue in her terms by saying, I need peace. So in other words, I would state, uh, in other words, I am so lonely. Some would say, if my spouse would only love me, he or she would should, then I'd be happy. 
Or if I got a better high paying job, then I'd be happy. Or if I got a better grades, then I'd be happy. That's the big thing that I also hear about today. You know, they're like, well, how are you? Well, I need a better job, then I'd be happy. Or, ah, I need money because I'd be a better person. That's none of it. They're missing Jesus. Because I'd rather have somebody, this would make my day. If I came across somebody and they said it to me, I need Jesus because the, he would make me happy. Right there and then I would stop and pray and I'd be jumping with, with joy because that means a lot. And it's interesting because most who are victims of the message of our secular society experience this void and don't equate their problem with God. We're constantly bombarded with society's claim. If only you were thinner, dressed with more style, drove a Jaguar or Lamborghini or maybe Tesla now, lived in a better part of town, made more money, had better friends, better job, better education, a doctor degree, or a better loving family. And the list can go on. But no one, but none of the um, aforementioned highly prized answers to our problems or any of the hundreds of others offered to us permanently and can satisfactorily provide what we desperately crave for. No one on earth could do that for us. No one on earth can bring you happiness. No one on earth, no diet, no music, no meditation, no person can bring you peace. No person, not in the earthly form. Nothing that you do, even stepping outside nature, can bring you peace. Because when you step inside that hectic house, when you go back to your job, when you go back to college, you're going to get bombarded again. And it's a habitual cycle. There is one person that can bring... um, that foundation of peace in your life. His name is God. God can bring you peace that you long for, and we all long for. And it's interesting because that's something that we should always strive for, giving, receiving peace for our life and giving peace and showing peace and showing mercy to others. And with this in mind, we're going to end it with a word of prayer. Dear Heavenly Father, we thank you, Lord, for bringing us together. Lord, I pray that we break out this cycle. Lord, I just pray that you break it out of us. You break that barrier down, that revolving door of uh, mediocreness. I pray that you break that mediocreness mindset away from us. Now, it's easier said than done, Lord. So I pray that you can just meditate on our hearts. We can meditate on what you have to say to us. Because you're so awesome. And you have a plan for us. And help us not to be satisfied with just mediocrity. Help us to be satisfied knowing that we're bringing others to Christ. Help us to be energetic about the things that you give us. Our jobs that we might not like. Help us to love our jobs. Help us to give our best effort when it is hard to do so. Lord, I pray that you give us strength and energy to continue on the day that you've given us so that when we cross that finish line, Lord, we can run into your arms and we can hear you say to us, well done, my good and faithful servant. And in Jesus' name we pray, amen and amen. Well, with this in mind, guys, I hope you have a blessed day. And remember, God loves you and I'll meet you at the finish line. Bye.